0: Hey beautiful people, you are listening to Limitless Faith Life Growth, the podcast dedicated to growing together in the Lord as young people of our generation. I'm your host Ifeanyi you Almarineke and each week we tackle topics which help us navigate this Christian walk and be the best version of ourselves that God has called us to be. Let's get into it guys. Hello guys, hey beautiful people, how are you doing? I hope your day is going really well. I hope your week has gone well. I just hope that it's been a good couple of days. We are officially in the second week of January 2024 and by the grace of God, you started well and you will also finish well in Jesus' name. So this episode is all about joy, guarding, specifically guarding your joy. Now the reason I'm really emphasizing this episode, we're not just gonna talk about how to be happy and how to laugh and smile, because joy is, is deeper than happiness, I'm going to differentiate between joy and happiness, but what this episode really is about is knowing what joy is and how to guard your joy. And the reason it's so important to guard your joy is because a depressed believer is a weak believer. A believer who lacks joy is a believer who is susceptible to the attacks of Satan. Why? Because Satan uses your pain, uses your sorrow, your depression against you. He uses those cracks in your life to get hold of you, take advantage of you and make you fall. And that's why it's so important. That's why it says guard your heart. Within your heart is joy. So guard that joy with all your might. And that's what today's episode is about. Okay, guys, let's get into it. Okay, so I mentioned that a weak believer or a depressed believer, a sad believer, a believer who lacks joy, is a believer susceptible to the attacks of the enemy. And why do I say that? Because Nehemiah 8.10 says, and this is New Living Translation, and Nehemiah continued, go and celebrate with a feast of rich foods and sweet drinks and share gifts of food with people who have nothing prepared this is a sacred day before our lord don't be dejected and sad for the joy of the lord is your strength so if the joy of the lord is your strength then the lack of joy is one's weakness and it's a weak believer who satan can access that's why it's so important to protect your joy now first of all i want to get into difference between joy and happiness because sometimes we feel like you know joy is that feeling we get when we eat good food or joy is the feeling we get when you know we get good grades joy is the feeling we get when we buy the new car the new iphone the new whatever our heart desires some people feel like once they're feeding their flesh that exhilarating feeling you have they believe that is joy you know that's happiness and happiness is temporary happiness is baseless happiness lays its foundation in temporary satisfaction of the flesh joy is a deep-rooted feeling of contentment which can only be found in the Lord. So this that I'm going to get, I'm going to read out to you guys right now. The difference between joy and happiness. It's from a secular website, not from a Christian website. You know those websites where they will differentiate between some things? It's a normal secular website. I'm going to read out the definition, the difference, sorry, between joy and happiness. So let's start with the meaning of joy and happiness. Happiness is an emotion in which one experiences feelings ranging from contentment and satisfaction to bliss and intense pleasure. So that's when I was saying that, you know, if you get the latest phone, I remember when I first got my first phone ever when I was 10, my grandma got it for me. And it was this really small Alcatel. And I remember that exhilarating feeling of just, I have my own phone for the first time ever I had my own. And it was a tiny touchscreen phone. They don't, I don't think they sell phones like that anymore. But I was so excited about receiving that phone. And I forever remember that feeling. I remember the feeling of getting my first DS. I don't know if you guys know Nintendo DS. Didn't, I don't think it's that popular anymore. When I got my first DS, I remember the feeling when, you know, I got my, when I came to university and my first year results were amazing. And that is happiness. Because at some point, those things don't give you contentment anymore. That phone that gave me so much joy, or even the phone I got when I was 16. I remember my dad got me a Samsung when I was 16. I was so excited. And I remember the intense excitement. Now, how many years later, I don't care about that phone anymore. In fact, that phone is gone. I changed my phone ages ago. Even when I got um, those grades, Then that was in 100 level, 200 level, 300. You know, time goes on. And that grade I go in 100 level no longer gives me joy. No longer gives me happiness. Why? It kept me happy for that space and that time. That car that you bought. Ah, yes, I bought the latest car, 2024 edition or 2023 edition. Now it's 2024. Your car is old. I bought the latest iPhone. Next year, your iPhone will be old. That is what happiness is rooted in. It's intense. It's that temporary, intense, sharp pleasure that you get when you satisfy your flesh now joy let's get into joy is stronger less common feeling a less common feeling than happiness witnessing or achieving selflessness to the point of personal sacrifice frequently triggers this emotion feeling spiritually connected to god or to people now this is the part i want to highlight of course this is a uh, as i said a secular website so i may not agree with everything they say but the part that i really want to highlight on this the way the website defined joy in comparison to happiness is, they said feeling spiritually connected to God or to people. Now, the part that you know, I don't really want to agree with too much is, you know, it's less common. It's less common for people who aren't connected to God. Psalm 1611, it says, You make known to me the path of life. In your presence, there is fullness of joy. At your right hand are pleasures forevermore. That's ESV. So the word of God confirms that in the presence of God, a believer who is connected to God will feel his joy in his presence, will feel that intense joy of the Lord. And so that's why I kind of disagree where it says it's less common. It's less common for people who are less commonly in the presence of God. So yeah, the less you are in the presence of God, the less you feel the joy. That's understandable. But for a believer, you have access to that unending joy. Of course, there are breaks and things happen, you know, sad things happen. But God always makes available his joy and it's not dependent on what you have or your situation in life in fact it goes beyond your present situation because things in life may not be going as planned but you can still have the joy of the lord happiness is different if things in your life are not going to plan happiness is based on those things so but joy is having that feeling that peace that inner contentment that inner upliftment despite your situation despite your current circumstances despite your financial situation despite the highs and lows This website also mentions the difference in causes. So the causes of happiness are earthly experiences, material objects. I already discussed all those things. Then causes for joy are spiritual experiences, caring for others, gratitude, thankfulness. We see here that they also discuss joy as being quite selfless. And actually it's understandable because biblically as well, you look at Hebrews 12 too, it says, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of faith, or some versions say the author and finisher of our faith. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross. The joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorning its shame and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross. Because of what he knew his sacrifice would bring, the freedom it would give to sinners, to us, to people of God, even whilst we were yet sinners, he still looked towards that and died on the cross for our sins in his sacrifice. And that's why he says joy goes beyond yourself. It goes beyond what you have, but it goes towards people. When you find joy in spreading love to people, when you find joy in receiving love from people, he also mentioned thankfulness, being grateful, having a grateful heart. A grateful heart is a heart of joy, A heart that looks beyond its present circumstance. It looks beyond material things. It looks beyond desires of this world. And it looks towards God and the good things of God and the way God has blessed them. And, you know, just how good and mighty and loving God is. They find joy in that. Time frame. Difference in time frame. It says happiness is temporary based on outward circumstances. And it says that joy is lasting based on inward circumstances, based on your inner peace, based on your relationship with God, based on your standing with God. That is joy. So it has some other things here. Some I agree with, some I don't agree with. But I just want to give you guys an idea of basically the difference between joy and happiness. How temporary and how fleeting happiness is and how, you know, longer lasting, and how deeper the depth of joy over happiness. Now, the next thing I want us to get into is how to protect your joy. And this is so important. You know, if someone breaks your phone, if someone, if something happens to that wig you or your car, it's sad. But stealing joy can be something that will take a much longer time to recover from. For some people, they find joy in the people that God has brought around them. You know, they may find joy in their family. And then Satan does some kind of evil thing, like making a family member sick or taking a family member from someone in an attempt to steal their joy. Because you can't compare a family member to a phone. For some, he tries to steal your joy through your mental health. Every in your life that brings you joy, every river of joy, he tries to cut it off one by one. And he does this, as I said before, because he wants to weaken you as a believer. It says in Nehemiah 8.10, it says, the joy of the Lord is your strength. And Satan is saying, this person, the way this person feels, this elation and joy that they have is making, me, making them unattackable. And so the only way that he can get you is by stealing your joy, by going to the people around you, the people that you love, by attacking the things around you. He knows that you have so much joy in the presence of God, and so he'll make sure that you get a job that requires you to be at work very early in the morning. You typically have your devotion, let's say, 8 a.m., and then, you know, he he puts under your nose this job offer that makes you start 7 a.m., 6 a.m., and it's big money. And you realise, this job is not giving me time to spend time with God and it, that's how he sucks away your joy and as he sucks you away from the presence of god and he's taking more of your joy you are getting weaker and weaker and he says i've got her i've got him and he uses that as an avenue to attack to bring you down spiritually physically mentally in all ramifications and how do you do it took your joy not yours in jesus name but takes the person's joy and that's why he says guard your heart from out of it flows the issues of life is within your heart is joy it's peace So that vessel in which you keep your joy and your peace has to be protected by all costs. And how do you do that? Well, number one, I think the most prominent thing you mentioned is to stay in the presence of God. Stay in God's presence no matter what you do. No matter how busy you get, always stay connected to the presence of God. Be discerning. Open your eyes. Because sometimes Satan can be trying to steal your joy. The enemy can try and steal your joy and you're so oblivious. You could be in, you know, you could be going through a really good time in your life where things are just going up for you and your family. Things are going up, things are going up. Then something from a past, an unhealed wound from the past, something, maybe someone that betrayed you or, you know, maybe an estranged parent comes from the past and just brings so much anger and bitterness to your life. But if you're a discerning individual, you realize this doesn't seem right. Why is it when everything is going right for me that this person decides to come into my life to bring everything down? Why is it then? you know, my relationship is going well? I just get these feelings of negativity and bitterness and I get this fear and things that don't make sense. This is Satan trying to steal my joy. You're in a good place. You're getting good grades. You've got a good job. You've got a good partner, a husband, wife, fiance. And all of a sudden, out of nowhere, something crazy just comes in to mess everything up. Now you are dis- as a discerning individual, as a discerning believer. What you're supposed to do is fight with prayer. But a weak dead believer, or an, an un- you can't mean not really even weak, but someone who's just not sensitive, who doesn't recognize Satan and his tricks, will see as you know they'll fall. They start pitying themselves. Ah, why is everything that's going well for me? This happens. Mm-mm. A believer who is sensitive will notice the schemes of the enemy and fight. We know that we don't fight against flesh and blood, but against powers and principalities in the high places. The word of God says that we take captive every thought that sets itself up against the knowledge of God and we bring we bring it in obedience to Christ. So not even things that Satan does, but even thoughts that he may bring to your mind. Guard your hearts. Take those captive. Rebuke them. Bring under the obedience of Christ. This is what God has spoken about my marriage. This is what God has spoken about my education. This is what God has spoken about my finances. You have no right to infiltrate. So it's a conscious decision you make as a believer. To guard your heart. Another way of guarding your joy is by being a blessing to people. And it may seem so random, like ah, this is so uh, we just finished talking about warfare and fighting and since now you're talking about being nice to people. Okay, let me tell you why I said being nice to people. We go back to Nehemiah 8.10, it says, and Nehemiah continued, go and celebrate with a feast of rich foods and sweet drinks, and share and share gifts of food with people who have nothing prepared. This is a sacred day before the Lord. Don't be dejected and sad for the joy of the Lord is your strength. So it said, and share. It said, give. Show love to others. Spread joy with others. This is joy that you're feeling. Let it overflow to God's people. And even when we looked at the, you know that website where it mentioned that one of the causes of joy is spiritual experiences, it also said, caring for others. Caring for others. When you are a river of joy, And you're a river that joy comes to and joy flows out. You are dispersing joy. I mean, my dad always says this thing, swamps. There's a reason swamps stink. You know those like ponds and swamps. The reason they smell funny and look green and nasty. There's no flowing water. They expect people to pour joy into them. You know, people make them happy. God, give me blessings. But they don't pour out onto anyone else. But a river that is flowing in and out that allows access to more water, that, you know, as water's coming and water's going out, as, as you're spreading joy to others, as God is blessing you, you are being a blessing to others. As God is giving you reason to testify, you are, He is using you to also give other people reason to testify. That's also how you guard your joy. Funny enough, you know, the light just came now, so if I really wanted to, I could just, you know record with my mic but well, i think i'm just going to continue without my mic because i'm really just <laughs> i'm really getting into it for me to so now say so let me change it to so my mic when i'll be stressed so let me just continue around it up anyway so uh yeah i mentioned sharing with others i mentioned prayer sensitivity what else did i say god Guard- in terms of guarding your joy yeah i mentioned quite a few things another thing another way of guarding your joy is also to learn contentment be grateful have gratitude One thing that the enemy also does is that he opens our eyes to everything we don't have, everything that's wrong about your life, everything that should make you cry or sad. But he will never make you recognize the things that should make you rejoice. He will never make you or focus you on things that should make you smile and laugh and give glory to God. And that's where you as a believer need to intentionally be content, be grateful. It says in all things, give thanks, give thanks, have a grateful heart. Let God know that I recognize all these things you're doing. And my dad says this thing, if you thank God for his finger, he'll show you his hand. If you thank God for the little things, he'll bless you with more. Because he sees your heart of gratitude. I mean, if you're always giving to someone and blessing someone, all they can see is what you haven't given them. Okay, I bought you this phone, but you could have bought me a laptop. Someone bought you a phone and you're like, eh, you could have bought me a laptop. Do you think they're going to buy you anything else after that? Thank God. For the blessings that you're enjoying. If last, last, your life is scattered and thank God for life. At least have joy in the fact that you have life because with life, there is hope for better. With life, there is hope for better. There is hope for still a testimony, a miracle, a turnaround, a transformation, a revival, a restoration, but only with a life. And so anything you do, believer, brother, sister, anyone listening to this, guard your joy. Because that enemy is around, lurking around, seeking who he wants to destroy. He's looking for that person who will give him that crevice, that crack, that open door, that, ah, let me just put this thing here and make us slip, make him slip. So that she'll get ungrateful. So that she'll now be saying, God, why me? So that he can come in and attack. Because he knows that your strength is in the joy of the Lord. So guys, we've come to the end of today's episode. I don't know, is this episode short? I think it's a bit short, but I do pray that you put, I don't just pray by the grace of God, you shall, you will put these into practice to God, your joy as a believer. Don't wake up in the morning and start feeling moody and start. Dead. You take your joy by force. The kingdom of God suffer the violence and the violence, the violence take it by force. So take your joy by force every single day. Alright guys, so yeah, we've come to the end of today's episode. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I hope you learned something. I hope this has encouraged you to just be more diligent about guarding your heart, your joy. And I will be with you guys next week for the next episode. I actually don't know when I'm going to take a break. I don't know if it's going to be before my second exam or before my first exam. I shall know second exam for sure, I'm taking a break. But before my first set of exams, because we have two different types of exams we're doing right now. So for the first set, I may continue the podcast. Second set, I may not so I can just focus on that because that was a big exam. And by the grace of God, we'll come out victorious. I will come out victorious. All of us writing this exam that you're listening to this will come out victorious in the name of Jesus. So guys, I will be with you guys next week for the next episode. Have an amazing day. Have an amazing week. Have an amazing month. Have an amazing year. Have an amazing 2024. Bye, guys.